another episode of the action returns i'm your host brian with me as always is my brother nez what's up man yeah welcome to the minimal action returns <laughs> everybody <laughs> oh man how's everything going on up there uh weather's shitty it, it got super warm and everything's melting so the roads are a little bit dangerous yeah, it snowed. It rained and then snowed a couple of days ago, and then sun came out, all gone. So must be nice. I don't know. I was hoping for a little more, but doesn't look like we'll be getting any uh, for a while. Yeah, be cold, but uh, that's about it. Hopefully, uh, gonna make it down to Vegas this weekend, but. I don't know. Flights are a little iffy. Mm. Maybe nice uh, 71 down there. So if we go, I'll have to bring the shorts. Uh, before we get into the movie, uh, we got to do a little wrestling returns before the wrestling returns. <clears throat> Cody and Brandy Rhodes left AEW. How big of an impact is this going to be in the wrestling business? Uh, I don't know. Everyone's going around saying he's going back to the WWE, but um, if he does, he does. But I, I don't, I don't think he would. And. Unless they give him, hey man, we're gonna give you a jillion dollars to show up at uh, Elimination Chamber, but well, like they got the money, they they, <laughs> they didn't uh, cut enough people, so yeah. So I I don't know. I mean, it was kind of uh, surprising, but because uh, he was like the. Pretty much him and Jericho were like the the the, the poster boys for AEW. I thought Cody Cody Rose was one of the ones that was like in charge of everything. Yeah, he was uh president or vice president. I think it was originally him, the Young Bucks, and I think if somebody probably correct me if I'm wrong, Kenny Omega, I think they had all got together and with the with the cons because you know they they were the they had the money so I think they were he was part of the original group that started it so I just think it, it, it if he goes to WWE this this could change some things because AEW was always saying you know that's not where you want to be and for one of the founding people to kind of go over there for what they said could be a huge payday. Uh, if he, if he did, I think he was getting ready to leave and then maybe someone got word of it and we'll give you a jillion dollars if you come back and he probably 
couldn't say no. So, but I, I don't know. I it, it was just a shocker. I mean, I was kind of. I mean, it didn't sound like he was leaving on bad terms. Uh, no. If you if you read that little write up he wrote, but I I don't know. It it was just it, it came out of left field, and I was like, well, what? But I don't know. The American nightmare. Yeah, I guess I guess we'll see. So, but yeah, let's uh, let's get into this movie, which I uh, wait really, really, really quick, really quick. Well, more wrestling. Excuse me, everyone. Uh, I just saw this article the other day. I was I didn't even know she was wrestling again. Uh, AJ Lee, CM Punk's wife, is Uh, a woman of wrestling, or I think right now she's a commentator. Oh, okay. I thought she but was like in the ring. I think she has hinted a comeback. I mean, she didn't leave because she was hurt or anything, but she left because they was shitting on her husband. Yeah, they were. But um, either these people offered her tons of money, but I don't. I don't know. Maybe she just didn't want to be. Working for a company her husband's at. Maybe, you know what, that's your deal. You you do that. I'm going to go over here and do this. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's cool. I mean, I liked AJ. AJ. She did what she was doing. Yeah, and I, I did. I love crazy chicks and all that shit. But um, uh, she's still young. I, I think I think she can she can do it if she gets back in the ring. But I don't know. But hey, this elimination chamber was it Saturday at nine a.m. Yeah, I'm so looking forward to seeing Goldberg again. Battle of the Spears. Well, hopefully he doesn't almost kill Roman like he did the Undertaker. So yeah, that was the last time they were out there. Yeah, but I I get it. They they like their they like their star their superstars their legends out there so I I get it but I, I, me as a as a hardcore wrestling fan I, I I'm so tired of Goldberg. <laughs> where is uh where is it at? I mean, what is it? Uh, one of the places they've been already? I think so. I wasn't sure. I'm I'm just surprised they're. It's not one of these throwaway events. It's uh, it's one of their main pay per views they do. Yeah, I thought it would be um, <sighs> the greatest Royal Rumble or whatever the hell uh, Crown Jewel and and all that. So I don't know. I wonder what the weather is. Is uh this this uh, place they're performing? It's it's closed, right? Like uh, it's a dome. I don't know. I'm looking at the poster. Because it says the uh, Jetta Super. Yeah, it's it's enclosed. Mm. Okay, I'm looking at a picture of it. Because I was wondering, like, how how? Because at one time when they, when Undertaker or uh, Goldberg almost killed Undertaker, they said it was like ninety something degrees. At mm. night, and they were they they just couldn't handle that heat, and I'm like, uh, well, hopefully the AC's pumping in uh, in there. I don't know how 
what their COVID situation is over in Saudi Arabia, but uh, I guess it can't be any worse than here. <laughs> so, yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm looking forward to it. I like when they go over there. I know a lot of people don't. I like it because they're super hyped. I mean, they rarely get uh, these big pay-per-views over there. So, I mean, good for them. Good for the people uh, people of Saudi Arabia, all the WWE universe that's over there. Because, I mean, they get more hype than us. Because, I mean, they watch the, the network and everything, and that's about all they get and whatever else they have. I'm sure they have their little indie programs and everything there. Um, but... I just I just love how hyped they are. Not so much the I mean nothing against uh, anybody any listeners over there but the uh the royalty that's up in the front and for me uh, I'm just dumb American everyone. Um I, I they act like they don't want to be there or they're they're just there for appearances. I don't I don't know. I Ooh. I don't know, know the situation. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, they're clearly interested by the way they're sitting with their backs to the ring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the kids that are with them are hyped because they're, ah, yeah, they're right there. But uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's totally different situation um, over there. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, again, no disrespect to uh, any listeners that are over there. But I don't know. But I like when they have their pay-per-views there. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um and yeah, I don't want Goldberg to damage uh, the head of the table. Uh, he'll probably be out for a while. Yeah, that that match won't be long. No, it's just gonna come in, wham, bam, boom, by one, either one, two, three, or something's gonna happen and it's gonna get stopped. Or uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see this Saturday. Yeah, what else was happening? Oh, Alexa Bliss returning as her original character i guess uh, come on i like the crazy black eyeliner and black shit coming out of her mouth or whatever that was but well, she she still has the doll so i don't know if she's gonna be like bouncing back and forth but it's supposed to be elimination chamber as the what was her previous uh, the goddess or whatever I, I don't know i wasn't a fan of hers until she took that dark turn and then I was all about it but now I'm like eh, eh, whatever alright you ready to jump into this movie yes dive in let us let everyone know what we're talking about 2000 I'm seeing different release dates 2020 21 but it was released on VOD this year crime action drama thriller I don't think they necessarily knew what to label this, and that is clean. There used to be families in every house on this street. You could hear the kids laughing all the time. What's going on? It's cold. Grandma's out. I left my key inside. You hungry? You know, we don't need anyone to save us. Just trying to save myself. I'm still looking for answers. I just... Don't know the questions anymore. I've got blood on my hands. No matter how hard I try, I can't wash away the past. Sorry about the smell. I'm used to it. For your trouble. I'm good. 
Most guys I sponsor, they got a hard time doing work. But you, you got a different sort of malady. Yeah, it ain't the work, it's the letting go. Your grandma's gonna worry. You ain't my father. You find a way to make peace with it, or it makes war with you. What's up? We close. I'm gonna have to open you up. What? has a plan. We can never go home. Kill the girl and the old lady. Make it messy. I'm gonna make it right. Home protection? Hunting. A trash man. It wasn't always a trash man. You sent me to kill the Grim Reaper. You said find a way to make peace. I did. How'd you get this number? Same way I got your address. Boom. All right, Google. A tormented rubbish man. Rubbish man. That's weird. Tormented rubbish man named Clean tries to leave a, uh, live a quiet life of redemption, but when his good intentions make him the target of local crime boss of a local crime boss, he must soon reconcile with the violence of his past. Yeah. IMDb tormented by his past, a garbage man named Clean attempts to uh, quiet a quiet life of redemption but soon finds himself forced to reconcile with the violence of his past pretty much the same thing this stars adrian brody glenn flesher fleshier uh white boy rick himself uh richie Merritt, Merritt, uh chandler dupont uh bubba gump uh how do you say his first name Ooh. Bubba Gump. So. Yeah, Bubba. <laughs> uh, Michelle Wilson, John Bianco, and the RZA in a kind of glorified cameo. <laughs> Directed by Paul Solet and also written by Paul Solet and Adrian Brody also co-wrote this. Nez, what did you think about this? As you said, very minimal on the action action thriller uh i didn't watch the trailer until after i watched the movie i i just clicked on it i didn't read about it i didn't i didn't know anything about it but uh watching the when, when it starts and the credits are rolling yeah adrian brody this was must have been his dream project because he was all over this other than starring uh writing he also composed uh, the score behind which I, I when I saw that I was like, all right I'm gonna really pay attention to to the music and I thought the music was cool for what it was uh, the mm-hmm. cinematography it it was there not a fan of the CGI blood but mm-hmm. I guess it's cheaper to do that but um uh, a lot of people the other reviewers that that I'd seen this they they didn't really care for 
how you dream Brody talks. And I mean, he just reminded me of his character in Predators, which was awesome. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Adrian Brody, Academy Award winning uh, Adrian Brody. I, I like just about everything he's in. And I, th- it's a slow burn. It's not very long. That's what I was like. Okay, cool. It was straight into the point. It's only an hour and 34 minutes. Um, was this anything new? Did it reinvent the wheel? No, it was basically um, a story that we've seen before. A little rip off of John Wick. I, I got some of that vibe in it. But um, overall, I, I did enjoy the film. I thought it was really good. Uh, one scene had me in tears. Are we spoiling this? Or are we just going to? Yeah, since they're saying it came out in 2020. 21 so might as well all right um yeah you can rent it on prime or wherever you rent rent uh your movies from stream it from one of these things but uh, i liked what what he was doing in it i liked his character uh i felt for him during the the sad part and like i said it was kind of like a a little bit of a john wick ripoff because he was he was a someone that was out doing dirt, but then he saw the something happened to him, and uh, he turned his life around, and he was trying to be Mister Clean and and just do right in the community and, and do right with his life. So um, I liked it. But as far as the bad guys, I the main bad guy um, was it Glenn Fleshler Fleshler mm-hmm. him. him? I've seen him in something else, but I, I couldn't I couldn't remember what I had seen him in. Well, he's in True Joker. Detective. Yeah, he was Barry. the asshole in Joker. All right, Barry uh, is is what I saw, remember him from. Oh, and True Detective. Oh, he was the uh, spoiler alert. If you guys didn't see True Detective, the first season, he was the uh, the little. Uh, Pedophile sex fiend dude that they were Ugh. searching for. Ugh. Okay, yeah, that's that's who he was. I was like, because I just watched True Detective, so I was like, where the hell have I seen this guy? But um, I I don't know. I didn't buy it from him as being this. Were they Russian? I think so. Yeah, I I didn't buy him as this Russian mob boss or or whatever. But um. Overall, I, I enjoyed the film. I thought it was really good. Would I buy it? Who knows, maybe, if I find it on sale. Uh, but I would definitely watch it again. I mean, again, I like Adrian Brody. I, I, I like what he does. I, I like the movies and the roles he chooses. Uh, White Boy Rick. This is his second movie. Uh, I don't think he's done anything else. Uh, he's, on that, he's on that show, Euphoria. Oh, he is? He's in there? Yeah. All right, because he's getting some work. Yeah, he's got these two movies. Uh, I haven't watched Euphoria yet and whatever Lola James is. Because when he popped on the screen, I was like, I was laying there watching it. And then I went, wait a minute, that's White Boy Rick. That's all I see him as, everyone. So don't. Yeah. Do when he when he popped up, I had to look it up. I was like, is that? Because I, I went into this not really knowing anything. And then I looked it up and I was like, it sure is White Boy Rick. And he might just be White Boy Rick. <laughs> Until he has like some other major role. Yeah. Um 
White Boy Rick was a good movie. It was a little long, but uh, I, I enjoyed the film. Um, but this one, I I liked it. I, I thought it was really good. Um, watching the trailer after I watched the film, that trailer was super misleading. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, you see the poster, you see him, he's all bloody and he's holding a shotgun. And I was like, oh, man, he's about to just get down and all this. And it was just mainly a drama until a little bit in the middle and then at the end. So, but I mean, I, again, overall, I enjoyed the film. What did you think of it? I think, um, I think you liked this a little bit more than I did. Um, there was, there was parts of it that I did enjoy. I, I like a, uh, Adrian Brody in it. Um, even though it, it, I did get that John Wick feeling, especially the, cause you, you just already know what he did in the past. I, I just instantly got that feeling. I was like, his name's Clean Watch. He was a cleaner. He was a hitman or something. And then, boom, hitman. Um, I like majority of the of the the people that were in it. It's just stuff was kind of let left out. Like when you got into the stuff with his daughter, you just was there no mother? Was you know that whole situation that happened with the daughter? Was she just home alone? I mean, just stuff was very vague. And uh, I don't know. I I wish there was a little bit more to it. Um, The the bad guys, quote unquote, um, were weak. Um, I didn't really, I wasn't even, I wasn't buying the the main guy either. I thought his son was going to play a little bit bigger role into it, but that didn't go anywhere. He didn't really have that henchman that that right hand man that these kind of movies are usually known for he just everybody was just kind of just nobodies and it was very slow up until what the last 15 20 minutes of when it's like really i mean there was some parts in there but before that but it just didn't really get going into the end and one thing i will give it it did give me the feel of like the late 70s early 80s kind of vigilante revenge films it, it did give me that kind of feel at points but hoping it was going to be better than it actually was and it just it just didn't really hit for me yeah i mean like i said this story has been told many 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 different times many different ways so it wasn't uh, anything new. Like I said, it was a guy that used to do dirt and then he saw the wrong in his way. Well, something happened to him mm-hmm. and it seemed like that was the reason why he stopped. And uh, the, the, sorry, the, the connection with the girl, they never even went into what was the connection. Yeah. I thought he was like, uh, ex-military. He probably was maybe, I thought he was ex-military and he was protecting, um, made one of his buddies in the service's daughter because mm-hmm. he wasn't around. Because there's a scene where um her grandmother was that her grandmother or her mother? Her grandmother. Yeah, it said, "Hey, she's not your daughter, so I don't, I don't think you need to do what you're doing." And he's like, "No, it's okay." So I thought he was like, <laughs> "No, it's not okay." I mean, why do you keep coming to see my daughter every day? I mean, it, it was kind of weird. Yeah, I I just figured that he knew her some way. It, it was just like 
it reminded him of his daughter because his daughter mm-hmm. had passed. Because the, the, we find out later that his daughter passed, and, and that's why it kind of, I thought it was her at first. Yeah, so did I. And then I was like, oh, okay. Because they kept showing his daughter uh, in flashbacks, and then they, he'd see this girl. So I thought it was her. She looked very <laughs> like a grown-up version of his daughter. Yeah, so I think that's why he just kind of took a liking to her and was was helping her out because he was bringing food to her and, I guess, to her grandmother. Um, this took place in New York somewhere, not in, in the city. Um is this Utica? Are you what did I see? Is it Utica or Ithaca? I don't know how to, how this pronounced this is. Somewhere in New York over there. Um and it was it was all taking place in the winter. And uh, I was watching this re- uh interview with, with Adrian Brody and he said that it was just they chose to film it in the winter and it was hella cold. And it was a miserable shoot only because of the weather. He goes, but they, they did what they had to do and they got the film made. So <clears throat> and he, I'm sure he was one of the producers as well. So I'm sure he put a lot of his his own money into this project. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just him doing, he was a garbage man. He was just doing that, uh, picking up garbage in a garbage truck at night. Uh, and then during the day, he was uh, dropping food off. Uh, what was her name? I don't even remember her name. Um, that was something simple. Was it? Ooh. Deandra. Deandra and. Was that her De- grandmother? De- Ethel? Deanda. Deanda. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Ethel, yeah, was her grandfather. Yeah, she looks really young right here. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, so he, he would see her and he'd drive by her house uh, after work and she'd be going to school or whatever. And he'd see she'd see her and they kind of get to talk. The neighborhood wasn't the greatest, but from what they, we find out later that it used to be a good neighborhood. And then all the street toughs moved in and she was kind of looking over there watching them being like, curious on who these guys are and everything but that, that was just something else in the story but he's just doing what he's doing he's a garbage man he finds junk he fixes it like old vacuums and uh what was that subwoofer or something that he found <laughs> he didn't fix that no he just took it in and tried to sell it um rizza he owned a, a pawn shop and uh, he just brought in stuff he fixed and he was really ha- handy with his with his hands uh, he fixed the things up. He took it in there to sell for uh, extra money. Uh, his little Monte Carlo was nice, and it looked rough and tough, but I, didn't, I guess he didn't know how to fix engines. Because uh, <laughs> it looked nice, the uh, paint job, and had all the little turbo things in there, but ran like shit. But <clears throat> And and then he kind of comes, we were introduced to uh, Michael, he's the the local uh, fish dealer, I guess. But then we find out that he's doing uh, dirt uh, on the side. Uh, he's having um, was that coke or heroin or? I think heroin. Basically, it's a front. He's yeah. smuggling drugs in through the fish. Yeah. So we find out he's doing that. Um, we find out that White Boy Rick is Michael's son. The the the. Russian mob boss or whatever. 
we find out that his is his son. He just got out of jail, and he's still hanging out with all uh, his buddies on the street. And uh, we find out what well, we, well, we find out. Michael, uh, he's running the, the his fish market is a front. We find out they're um, sticking heroin or whatever in the fish. So when they cut, they cut it open and they take all out. Like we find out that um, one of the uh, the loads, the deliveries was light. It was like five five light. So they all right. So they took it out on uh, the guys that deliver it to these uh, Asian guys. Man, this was pretty ruthless, man. All during the day too. Um, he just pulled out a pipe or something and just beat the hell out of one of them for uh, ripping them off. Did they kill the other guy? I think so. There was three of them. He killed one of them, beat him to death, and then there was two other two guys there. I think they might have just took them and killed them as well. But I think they might have let them live. I think the one guy that got, I think he got beat with a hammer or a mallet or something, and I think he was just kind of a message of don't steal. Yeah, because I think they they brought it back because they okay we got five more so we're all good so yeah so um. One night, uh, clean. That's all he goes by. Adrian Brody. He he is he's getting the the garbage at the fish place, and he sees. Well, no. First, uh, one night he was just he was across the street dumping the garbage. Those big dumpsters, and he's looking across the street and seeing that uh, there's some kind of stuff going on. Uh, they're unloading boxes and everything at the fish place, and he's like just over there looking. Like he's got this look like something's going on. Uh, Michael's looking at clean from across the street and then he just dumps the trash and he takes off. But like the next day after they killed, uh, that Asian guy, the, that night he's picking up the garbage. And then when he's dumping it, he notices there's some bags in there. They're all bloody. And he's like, just looks in like, mm. he knows something's happened, but he's like, I don't want to get involved. Michael kind of walks over to him and just wants to know who he is. And then he, he, he pulls out his money and tries to give him money. Basically, here, here's some hush money. But he he didn't take it. And he's like, no, it's all right. I'm just doing my job. And then he left. Uh, De- Deandra, she was just, like I said earlier, she was trying to just be fit in in the neighborhood and, and be cool with the with the local street toughs. Uh, These little thug nasty guys. Uh, on the corner, we find out that they're um, hooked up uh, with White Boy Rick. Like, that's his crew. And Michael, uh, White Boy Rick's dad, he told him, he goes, look, I don't know why you hang out with those guys. They only hang out with you because of who I am mm-hmm. and what you can give them. They don't mean shit to you. And he was basically telling his son to stay away from them. But he he was just hanging out with them. Is he trying to be a rapper? Because was he at the dinner table writing lyrics or something? I I don't know. <laughs> I just thought it was his memoirs or something. Did he go to jail for whatever his dad was involved in? He probably. I took it as he probably went to jail over some stupid shit, and that's why. I I don't know. The, there was just so many vague moments in this. It it just kind of seemed like. He went to jail in White Boy Rick and got out in this movie. It's just kind of <laughs> yeah, that's right. He did <laughs> no, because I, I I assume maybe it was connected with them because they did 
they were outside the jail to to meet him, but so were his friends, and they just kind of let him go with his friends. But I don't know. The, there, there's like questions I have that weren't answered. Yeah, there was a lot of introduction to people, but then we never really find out who they are and why. It's like they we show them, and then all right, never mind. I, I knew there wasn't gonna be that much story development because the, it was so short, but. Um, so Clean's just trying to live his life and he he knows something's happened, but he's looking the other way. This this doesn't involve me. Uh Clean is also uh in recovery. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a recovering uh heroin addict because there's a scene where they show him shooting up right in front of his daughter too, and that made me mad. I was like, Oh man. Yeah, that that's another thing, because I you, we'll, when we get to it, you know what scene I'm talking about. I, I kind of didn't have sympathy for him. I and didn't, I, but I was. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to it in a yeah, second. But yeah. but yeah, he's uh, he's um, his sponsor is uh, Bubba. He, he goes to the meetings and he sits there and listens to him, talks to him, and, and he's only Bubba. I mean, after Forrest Gump, that's all. Every time I see him, Bubba. So. Anyway, he was trying to tell him, just just live your life. Live your life clean. He goes, there's things you can do and there's things you can't do. Do the things you can do. Look the other way for the stuff. Basically telling him, like, look, stay clean. Don't go the other way. Don't go back to, to doing drugs. Just you're doing fine. L- live your life. So that was all the good advice he was giving him. So... He's again. He's trying to do his like his life. He's like really, really trying to help out in the community, other than fix things up and uh, paint these old uh, abandoned houses and fixing this and fixing that. Uh, I don't know if you can paint a house and however zero below zero uh, degrees because paint don't work like that. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I live in Alaska. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a house get painted during the winter. So yeah, paint doesn't I mean, work like that. Shout out to him for trying to help the community, but it, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> yeah, because I was painting the house, and it was like I was like, he's doing this at night. It's probably hella cold. I said that shit ain't gonna dry. It just would. It doesn't work. Uh, you painters know what I'm talking about, um, but. Um, because I've tried to paint in the winter one time with a friend of mine, and uh, we found out the hard way. doesn't work. <laughs> so, um, but it's it just nitpicks. It, it was nothing. But, like, he's trying to do good in the community. Take care of uh, Deandra and her grandmother and just try to keep a clean life. But we keep getting a lot of flashbacks of we know he was doing something, and it had to do something with a, uh, uh, a pipe wrench. And... <clears throat> He just he keeps having nightmares uh, about stuff and then having dreams about his daughter and all that. So uh, one day he is he was cleaning a house or something or fixing the house. And then he saw something like somebody ran by. I thought it was mm-hmm. just like something like he just imagined it. But then he ran. He went upstairs and he went in a room, and there was a red uh, toolbox. And we opened it up. It had a pipe wrench in it. That was the only thing that was in it. Was that something in his head? Or was that, did he really find, oh, no, he really found that because he put it in his car. So I, 
it seemed like it was already there and it was just a coincidence. It it had something that he uses, which yeah. is weird because it was like the only thing in the box. Yeah, it's like in the, sitting, sitting in the center of this room and he just looked around and grabbed it and put it in his car. Um, So he's doing that. Uh, he goes around and he sees uh, Deandra um, hanging out with those guys and he kind of rolls up on them and is looking at her like, hey, you should go home to your grandmother. And she like kind of just gives him a snotty attitude and in the street toughs or like, who are you, man? What the fuck are you? You ain't her dad and this and that. But he just gives him a hard ass look and then, and then drives away. So, but, um, and he, she goes into their house with them and, uh, clean. He, he notices it there. He sees her bike or he, he found a, a old bike and he fixed it up and gave it to her. So she was riding around. But when he cruised by the house, uh, where all those little uh, thug nasty guys were, um, he saw her bike out in the front. Yeah. Across the street. I mean, like. What is the grandma doing? Yeah, I I don't. Either she was at work or just didn't look outside or didn't want to know where her granddaughter was. Well, after this situation happens and he takes her home, the grandma comes out the door. So I'm like, you were fucking home the whole time while, you know, your daughter was about to be in a, a really, really bad situation. Or your granddaughter. Yeah, because. He goes over there. He he knows something's going on. He he went in there with that pipe wrench, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. He just kind of, I think he was just hiding it in his jacket. And then he went and knocks on the door. Uh, dude opens the door. Like, hey, what the fuck do you want? And then he, he's looking. He looks around. He sees her in the background. But then we see her. Uh, before he goes to the house, we see her. She's all fucked up. And she's trying to leave. But then... The dudes grab her and throw her on the couch, and they're basically getting ready to rape her. But he gets there just in time. He looks in. He sees her on the couch. He sees that guy about to do something. So he just he pulls out that pipe wrench and just whap, hits that first dude. The house is blasting music. So he that, the, the main little thug dude was like unbuttoning his pants. And but clean walks in, and, and all these dudes see him, and he just starts swinging on everybody. Just I wouldn't want to get hit with a pipe wrench. First of all, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to get hit with any kind of wrench. But <laughs> <laughs> he was lighting those fools up, and uh, and when he got to the to the main dude, he just boom, started hitting him. Uh, when another dude came up behind him, he turned around and just hit him in the face, and he goes down. Uh, he beats the shit out of the main guy, and then he grabs the Andrew, and they takes her out she's you can see she's all fucked up so he just kind of takes her to the house oh before uh he came in the one of the dudes that was in there they were gonna they were gonna film them raping this girl so he sets his phone uh up against something so it's filming it all so when clean comes in and starts beating the hell out of everyone uh it's facing for where he's beating everyone up so they got he got they got it on film but he grabs that girl and gets out of there. But then he's kind of like, um, before he leaves, he turns around and looks. And he notices white boy Rick is laying there. And he's like, oh, fuck. 
because that's when he gets her. He goes and tells his grandma, look, we, we got to go. Mm-hmm. Because he knows white boy Rick is uh, the the main other Russian boss is, is his yeah. dad. Yeah, he just beat up a Russian boss's kid and possibly murdered a bunch of dudes right across the street. We we got we gotta go. <laughs> yeah, so he throws them in the car. We, we let's go, let's bounce. We gotta leave right now because these guys are gonna come after us. So, uh, Michael and his gang go over there. Uh, they're hooked up with cops, so they got some crooked cops in, in their crew because they, they find the phone and they give it to Michael and he looks at it and he sees who who uh, hit his son. Yeah, white boy Rick didn't die. He's in the hospital all beat up. No, they didn't oh, take no. him to the hospital. That's right. They didn't. They, they when did. you, you, you find out what a piece of shit his dad is because he's all bandaged up. They got a doctor looking at him and He's telling him he needs to go to a hospital now or to basically fix his face or it's just going to be like that. And his speech is all fucked up, too. And then he's just like, no, leave it like that. So he'll always remember. Yeah, that was pretty cold right there. <laughs> so why um, so by Rick is just bandaged up from for the rest of the movie, but he doesn't do anything. Um so they, they are, we know who he is because Michael looks and goes, all right, I, I know who that guy is. That's the garbage man. So uh, they know the situation. They know where that girl lives. He goes, you know what? To find them and hurt them uh, to get to, to clean. So that's why I cleaned. Like, look, we got to go. He packed our bags and they, and they all took off. And um, Michael got like his enforce, enforcer crew. Because there was a scene when they go to was it a bowling alley? Is that where that? Yeah, because um, Deandra and her her grandmother had to go to the bathroom. Yeah, a little possibly racist bowling alley. Yeah, <laughs> so because um, they were trying to get away, but his car was like acting up, and he was like, "We we got to get a new car. This this ain't gonna make it." So, oh, because he uh he stopped. Uh, he they were driving down the road, and uh, the APB was already out. Mm-hmm. For the make of his car, so he got pulled over by the cops, and he was like looking in the rear view, and the cop didn't immediately get out, and he was sitting there looking. He goes, "Look, he's calling someone." He goes, "He ain't he ain't gonna arrest us or anything." So Adr uh, Clean just punches it, and they go hauling ass down the road. But then there's something wrong with his car because it starts to sputter and all that, and that's when he goes. We got to get rid of this. We we need to get something else because he, he lost the cops. So they go to this bowling alley and then they go, we got to go to the bathroom. And he's like, well, all right, I'll be in the front in a second. So he goes around, uh, how wires a truck. Uh, but while he's doing it, he notices this van pull up and then he sees all these dudes get out and they go into the bowling alley and he's like, ah, oh, something's happening. So, um, were they like, did they have pictures of them? No, it just seemed like everybody supposedly knows who they're looking for. And this scene, I was a little bit underwhelmed because they they pulled out hatchets and I thought it was about to get get real. But I don't know, just these guys apparently didn't know how to use the hatchets. Yeah, they all looked rough and tough. Um but while the girls are in there, they know those guys are coming in to look for them. So they, they kind of start running and go behind 
uh, where the where you set up the pins, they're they're in the in the backs of of the bowling alley. Uh, Clean notices a guy in the van still, so he goes over there and just fucks him up really quick, steals his little uh, hatchet. It just reminds me of those little hatchets you see at like flea markets or swap meets and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he he grabs that. And uh, those other the other guys that are inside, they find uh, Deandra and her, her grandmother, and they start going towards her. But then all of a sudden, here comes Clean, and just commences to just chopping everyone everybody up with that little axe uh, that he, he got from them. <laughs> and B D D didn't give a fuck. But he had blood all over him. Goes, all right, we got to get out of here right now. <laughs> so uh, they end up leaving, and they take off. And the, they go to like a motel, and he goes, "All right, you guys just, just stay here. Um, I gotta go back." So he goes back, uh, to town where they left. Um, is this this is when he got all his gear, right? Yeah, he had to go to his John Wick murder <laughs> box that he had. <laughs> um, yeah, this and this is when we we see why. Uh, clean uh, had to came to this epiphany of changing his life. Again, earlier we said that he was he was a heroin user. Uh, he looks like he went out uh, on a job, and he came back home, and he was putting his stuff away uh, in his trunk, uh, and he had a black pipe wrench. I guess that was his weapon of choice. And he was putting it in. He looked over in his little uh, little pouch or little area where he kept his his little uh, drug stuff, his syringes and everything. He noticed yeah. it was gone. So he goes running around looking for his daughter and finds her in the next room, and she she's overdosed. And then then he just he just loses it. Hmm. Uh, I felt sorry for the little girl. Yes, she definitely. obviously didn't know what it was, but she saw her dad doing it. Yeah, and he, for the most part in the flashbacks, he seemed like a good father. Yeah. So doing this in front of your kid, you're, of course your kid's going to be, especially a young kid, they're going to be like, oh, I, w- I want to do what my dad does. So this is where, like you said, I, I felt bad for her, but not him. No, it was like he, it was because of him that she did this. If mm-hmm. If he wasn't doing it, much less doing it in front of her, she wouldn't have seen it. So I I kind of I lost it a little right here. I again I felt sorry for her and I, in in my mind I was like fuck this motherfucker. He, I said that when he when they first show him doing it in front of her mm-hmm. and I was just like oh man. I mean it's a story that's happened way too many times. Um, even friends of mine that just mm-hmm. were doing drugs in front of their kids and then the kids end up doing it. And then they wonder why. I said, well, fuck, man, you were doing it in front of them. What do you think so? What, what do you think was going to happen? Yeah. But anyway, so that's that's the reason why he he stopped doing what he was doing. He stopped being the cleaner, I guess, hitman. And then he was just, he was just, he got off the drugs and he was trying to uh, basically just do things to keep him from Going to his own way, his old ways. That's why Bubba was telling him, "Look, man, you you gotta go. You gotta do what's right. You gotta clean yourself. Don't go back and do what you were doing." I mean, Bubba was a good guy. He was only in the scenes when they were dealing with uh, 
his sponsor and everything. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be a part of it. Like, hey, man, he's, I need your help. Come help me kill these yeah. guys. I especially, thought was, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I said uh, I was going to say, especially when he went to get some guns at the pawn shop uh, Rizza worked at. Yeah. I, I, I flashed back to nobody. Yeah, like, man. <laughs> like he was going to get this team together. And I was like, which RZA, he's, he's definitely, his character was a real one because he didn't ask any questions. Um, he really didn't ask any. He asked like one or two. And he was like, no, you don't want that. You want this. It's It's got serial numbers filed off and everything. I was like, I'll oh, see. So you know what he's about to go do. <laughs> so... He he gets his weapons and then he goes uh, to his little shop that he had, his garage. And then was that like a exhaust pipe or one of those catalytic converter things <laughs> that he turned into a silencer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, he made a silencer for a shotgun and uh, just geared up all his stuff. And then um, he knew that uh, all the little mob guys were looking for him. But this part, this part was pretty ill. Uh, Michael's at home or whatever, and he gets a phone call, and uh, he starts talking to him, and he's like, "All right, um, basically, you better leave us alone, or I'm I'm coming to get you," and all that. And the Michael guy was like, "Ha, ah, yeah, whatever." And he's like, "How'd you get my number?" He goes, the same way I got your address. And then he hung <laughs> up. I was like, oh, shit. So Michael was like, all right, um, this fool is coming for us. So we got to gear up. So he he got more crew uh, and just they were just waiting at his house. And then here comes Clean. He just came hauling ass and crashed into, in, into his house. And then this is when this is when the action kicked in. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it was like it, the last. 15 minutes, maybe 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah, I'm looking at the time. I was like, oh, now we get to it. Yeah, like, because the only action really we got at this point is when he went in there and beat the hell out of all those dudes uh, with the pipe wrench. And then this is when he he went in. I, I like this because he just, he just went right in, knew what he was doing, and was just poof, blasting fools with a shotgun. Um, I guess that silencer only lasted a few times because... He used it a few times, but then he ended up just taking it off because um, yeah, I, I don't know much about guns. Oh, go ahead. I said, I said, I think he used it and threw it at somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he started blasting fools. He took a few shots and he was a uh, did got a little hand to hand. I like this because when he was walking there, dude, it was like body shots and head shots. Yeah. Um, I have to rewind real quick. I'm just now thinking about the movie. What did he need the silencer for? Because he he drove a fucking garbage truck through the house. I don't know. Probably the same reason he was painting the house in the winter. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I was kind of like, uh, you, yeah, you just drove a truck through somebody's house. And now you yeah. worry about the it being quiet. Uh, <laughs> so, but um, it, it looked it look cool. Yeah, he he was getting beat up too. He was he was taking shots. Uh, he got blasted a few times, and then after he pretty much killed everyone, then he he went after uh, he went after Michael. Um, how did he kill him? I don't even remember now. Uh, they had the they had a shootout, or 
he I think he ran out of ammo and then uh, Michael was coming in to kill him. And I think they started fighting and then they rolled to the floor and he was about to think he was about to kill Michael. But then uh, white boy Rick walked in and you thought you think he was going to shoot clean, but he ends up shooting his dad like a whole bunch of times. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was just mad at his at his dad. <laughs> well, we forgot when Clean was going upstairs looking for him. The wife popped out and said he's in there. So the wife also gave him up too. Yeah, that's right. Everyone, because he he was just a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, I'm sure he abused his wife and then uh, didn't didn't give a shit about his son. So. Yeah, it, it kind. I kind of got the impression with the wife, it was one of those "don't speak unless you're spoken to" type of relationships because she seemed very quiet, even when he was like going off on the sun, like she never said anything. Yeah, so he obviously beat her. So, yeah, because when uh, she told him he was upstairs and he went in there, they got into it, and then uh, yeah, that's when White Boy Rick came in. After they 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 roughed each other up, Michael's pretty much getting ready to kill Clean. The white boy Rick came walking in with a gun, and Michael saw him. Was like, "Yeah, yeah, you came to help me." And they he just he just filled his dad up full of bullets. Mm-hmm. After he went down, then he walked up on him and just dude just unloaded. It. So I was like, "Damn!" And then I guess Clean just got up and walked out because then the movie was over. <laughs> Um, I assume. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, after Michael was dead and everyone else, White Boy Rick and his mom were the only ones survived. Uh, that survived all that. Um, we see clean, and then he's all fucked up. But then it just it kind of fades to black right there. Uh, we see um, Deandra and and her grandmother at her house because earlier in the film they told us uh, his grandmother goes this used to be a nice neighborhood I used to hear children outside laughing and playing all the time and she loved it and then she goes I don't know what happened and then everyone started moving out and then all these thug guys came in mm-hmm. we see her grandma we see Deandra and then we hear all these kids outside playing and laughing and then that that was the, the end of the movie so. He left him some money, too, because he told uh, Bubba to remember he had all that cash in in his murder box. Yeah, that's right. He's like, make sure they get this. So did he disappear and just. It was one of those things that I left unanswered. You know, he looked like he could have just died, but then it looked like maybe he just vanished. Yeah, I mean, I think he figured, look, I don't want I want them to have all this money uh, if I don't make it. But, I mean, we really don't know. He could have just walked out and bled out somewhere or is hiding somewhere. Because, I mean, nobody really knew who he was. So those were some of the those were some crooked cops that were in that house, too, right? When he was blasting everyone? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, so... But, yeah, the movie just ends. But, I mean, it kind of ended, like, happily because the, the neighborhood got uh, all all nice again and DeAndre and her grandmother were safe and then that was your movie but yeah there, there was plot holes galore through this and uh, things that, that were 
brought up or shown, never really got any answers to. And I don't know. I mean, if they decided to do another one, because we don't know if he's dead or not, unless someone knows. Um, I, I, I'd watch another one if it's clean, too, and maybe he goes somewhere else, and then more shit happens to him, and he's got to get back into action. So I, I don't know. I mean, uh, So the equalizer. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, the movie was it was what it was. I mean, I liked it. Again, plot holes throughout, but um, it was something that he was really passionate about doing, being so involved in it all. So I was like, ah, man, I, I can appreciate it. I'm not a filmmaker, but I thought he he did what he thought was 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 good. Again, a lot of reviewers didn't. Were were saying this movie wasn't very good, and I mean, I did, I, yeah, I did the comment, the minimal action. Yeah, if you watch the trailer, it makes it seem like the whole movie is just shoot 'em up action. Mm-hmm. Nah, it was only at the end, like any of the last ten or the last fifteen minutes of the film, but it's, it's more drama. Yeah, it was like it was a slow burn. I mean, it, it's short, but it was like. Uh, it, it took a while to get going because when he goes over and kills or beats up those dudes in that house, that's like in the middle of the movie. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, I'll watch it again uh, if it pops up on uh, Netflix or, or one of these again. I mean, I liked, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I think I if it, if it came on or something, if I had nothing else to watch, I'd watch it. I'd definitely watch a sequel because I think there's a places you can go with the story and things you can improve upon uh, from the first one. Yeah, I, I, if they did make another one, I could see him just going to either L.A. or Chicago or something, trying to hide out and him getting involved in something else uh, again. And then he's got to pull out his wrench to be <laughs> fools down. <laughs> so uh, He'll happen to find one in another toolbox somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, everyone, that was clean. Um, it, 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 I liked it. So, but. All right, Brian, what do we got next? We are going back to 1991 with The Perfect Weapon. You ever see this one? Uh, Starring Jeff Speakman and a whole bunch of people that are... I've seen that guy in a whole bunch of stuff. Character actors. For some reason, I was thinking Eric Roberts. No, is in this. This one they threw into the what's that song? I got the power. He's uh, like knocking people out with it. Well, there's a hell of a bunch of that dudes. Yeah, in this movie. <laughs> okay, cool. If anybody wants to watch along uh, before we put the episode out, it is on YouTube for free. Okay. Well, shit. Oh, there's a well. I don't, I don't want to announce it now. I'll, t- I'll tell you off. There's there's a movie that's out that I, I think we should do. Okay. Um, let me make sure. Okay, yeah, I found it. Uh, yeah, well, well, I, don't, I won't say what it is, but it's something all new. Right. All right. But uh, all right, everyone. Yeah, that's it. Uh, check out Clean uh, if you feel the need for it. And um, yeah, we spoiled it, but I don't know if it came out. If maybe they made it in 2020. And they just had to sit on it for a while, but I, I don't know. Check it out uh, if if you find it. And um, 
Uh, East Society, we just dropped a new episode, uh, episode 245, and it's like three hours long because Zisu had a ton of stuff that he, he talked about. Uh, yeah, that's about it. And check out uh, the latest Stream Fiends. That is out. Uh, shout out to everyone that, uh, that listened to it already. And yeah, that's it. Uh, come back next week for uh, The Perfect Weapon. Just try him. Uh, this is what it says on the board. <laughs> no gun, no knife, no equal. Jeff who? Speakman. Speakman as The Perfect Weapon. Just try him. Reminds me of, um, what was that guy's name? Tug Speedman. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tropic Thunder. But yeah, come back next week for the perfect weapon. So until then, please be safe out there and party on. And make sure everybody goes to www.thehorrorreturns.com to find all links to everything. And until next time, everybody be good to each other. Yeah.